You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. You have arrived at your destination. that bell you know what I mean? smash that uh <laughs> like button smash that like button so not to be description yeah in the link but link in the <laughs> description below link in the doobly-doo that's what that's what yeah. my favorite people say it's good to have favorite people it is i like having favorite people so uh not to be trendy because i know everyone's going to talk about this mm. but but i did watch the tiger king so, oh, you did! I, I thought you were just going to mention because it's Easter or whatever, and I thought that oh. was a funny, funny joke to say. It would be trendy to talk about Easter <laughs> on Easter Sunday. We're getting it going. We're getting that. We're getting that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was one of the first people to talk about Easter, so I was really cool. ahead of the curve. Yeah, uh, let's not because like yeah, I'm, I'm just going to get mad about that yeah. one church in Kentucky that's like refusing to quarantine yeah. or well to stay home. We can't be doing that. You know, <laughs> we can't uh, be doing. We that. can't be doing that. All right, so <laughs> for those of you who aren't in Kentucky, like it's so cool to like you know be able to sing that old yeah t- true song. <laughs> I'm proud to be a Kentuckian, <laughs> where at least we have Andy. Yeah, it's a good song. That's good. I love the yeah. yeah. Um, we, we've got a we got a dope governor, and I've yeah. haven't been able to say that for. He's a long doing time, good. He's so. not he's not perfect, but he's he is so no. much better than he's doing a great some job. of the things we've had in the past. So yeah, uh, he's doing great right now. All right, um, but I did watch the Tiger King. Um, Let's hear about. Did it. you watch any Tiger King? No. Oh my god, dude! I, for the longest time, I thought Tiger King was just. I thought people. I thought yeah. it was a trending joke to call. Like the new live action version of the Lion King, the Tiger King. <laughs> yeah, and I just wasn't getting any of the oh. jokes. You thought it just it just recently those jokes sprang up with a global pandemic where people <laughs> yeah people went the, back. Well, you know people are <laughs> yeah. people are watching uh, what you call it uh, uh, Disney, Disney Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, no, but the Tiger King is it is so wild like i won't spoil anything because if you haven't seen any of it you need to um and also i don't want to belabor the point because it's literally everything that you hear on social media right now and i'm not trying to be on that train um but at the same time it really is just fucking wild yeah i've heard i've heard little bits and pieces of it and i've seen the uh i've seen the the blink 182 um like when a two memes. Oh yeah, sure. Where sure. Tom, Tom and Mark were on. Uh, <laughs> did you see that on Instagram? I saw the one with uh, that is Joe Exotic and his two partners. Yeah, and yeah. Tom posted it and said that I'm Joe, and, and the the oh. the description just said I'm Joe, and then Mark commented <laughs> said the hell you're Joe, I'm Joe, and then that's and then great. it turned into like some uh, that's wonderful. I, I mean, presumably uh, it was friendly, right? Yeah, okay. no, they they seem yeah. to be doing pretty well. That's good. Um, as, that's as good. In regards to being older and like not sure. holding grudges. That's one of the that's one of those things where it's like I know that like to some extent that best friendship was a little constructed or whatever, but like it's still something I want to see. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, I want Absolutely. you guys to be good friends. Yeah, no. Nevertheless, it, it the Tiger King. I didn't watch it at first because it I thought it read as kind of like new or uh, true crime sort of thing. You know, right? And that's kind of uh, how I've. 
understood it. I think at this yeah, point, and it does have of. it does have elements of that. There's no question. Uh, but there's a lot more to it than that. There are like it's kind of one of those things where it's just seven episodes, and there are story beats about every 15 minutes that you could make an entire season of reality yeah. television out of. But it's like every 15 minutes, it's like oh my. So I God. think that I think, but I think you just said the key, the key word there. Yeah. The key uh, word was reality television. Sure. Yeah. Because it's not reality yeah. TV. Yeah. No. I mean, it, it, it is yes. It is something that happened. It, it's docu-series Yes, TV, it's a docu-series, yeah. But exactly. it has reality TV flavor, <clears throat> right? It does, but only because... I mean, and that's a good point. It only has reality TV flavor insofar as the actual actions that these people undertake are at the craziness level of reality TV. Uh, right. But the, the structuring of it, the pacing of it, all this kind of stuff is high quality and is very docu-series like uh it doesn't yeah. even it doesn't even play like a sort of true crime tv thing you know what i mean where it's like and then she yeah. killed her husband it doesn't really play that way um, right so but it's it's worth it's worth watching because it's very bingeable you know, and if you start yeah. you'll just finish it so man like so it sounds to me like the the yeah the biggest with docu-series especially like true crime and stuff like that how mm-hmm. like documentaries have become like netflix has cracked the code yeah, uh, in a good and bad way on how to tell the story of a documentary. Yeah, like they'll even utilize like so whenever you're like interviewing someone on camera or someone's waiting to like or hearing a question or something, you just have this look on your face of kind of staring off into nothing, but you're yeah. actually just looking at the person that's interviewing you, waiting yes. for the question. Yes, man, they utilize that face so many times yes, to do. like sell a a story point. Yeah. And, like anyone who's like kind of worked in 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 any kind of like. Uh, like shooting interviews or yeah. anything like that. It's like, oh no, they're just waiting for another question. <laughs> yeah. But it looks like it has this beat yeah. of like <laughs> they're very uh, pensive or like thoughtful yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, um, and 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 the thing is, once you notice that, um, which it w- once you describe that, it makes perfect sense. But once you notice that, you kind of don't unsee it anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I no, mean? No, absolutely. It kind of it kind of removes the veil, and you're like, oh, they're they're doing yeah. it. <laughs> but but the other part of that, the other part of that um, formula is. Let's 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 do eight episodes at an hour apiece or yeah, whatever. Sure. Um, but um, once you understand that formula, yeah. each episode, which is an hour hour long or whatever, um, probably covers enough to cover like ten minutes of actual like information. Sure. So like, if you have eight hour long episodes, it really could have just been an eighty minute feature right. easily. Right. You know. See, I, um, but it kind of sounds like it's not the case with. Yeah, this. I was gonna say I am not sure you could fit all that information into a feature. Like it sort of needs its own. It needs its own space to breathe because there are, as I say, there are little things that end up being just sort of C and D level subplots that you could. I mean, are juicy enough to make a whole docu series out of, um, or or juicy enough to make a whole feature out of. I guess you know what yeah, I mean. Um, totally. So it's just uh, it's worth watching. It's just weird. It's it's very much about. Uh, the characters and who they are and all this kind of stuff so yeah it's fun um and i say characters these are actual people but you know what i mean um yeah the narrativizing of those actual people so i've heard there's like a guy like close to here in louisville like in indiana somewhere that's yeah was he that that he's in it he's he's like kind of a a joe uh Whatever his name is, yeah, his name's uh, Stark Exotica, Exotic Nerba, Joe Exotic, yeah, Um, yeah. So I said, oh, okay. Um, Rewind the tape, (laughs) rewind it, rewind it, go back. 
hit that 15 second back button. Um, no, the, uh, there's a guy and the only reason I know he's close by, I didn't like read up on him on the internet or anything, but it just shows a map and then it shows where he's from. His name is like Tim Stark or Tom Stark or something like that. But yeah, he's a similar dude. And that's one of the themes that the show digs into in an interesting way. And I don't know how true it is, but it sort of paints all these people who have big exotic animals at all as if they're like just a specific type of person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, which is, you know. Fair enough. I mean, there are, yeah. you know, musicians are specific types of people. Actors right. are specific types of people. So maybe. But yeah. that's that's one of the things it does. So anyway, that's I just wanted to bring that up for a minute because I thought it was uh, worth telling you to watch and telling you to watch on, on the podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> I might. Mm-hmm. I might watch it. Uh, let me just say this. Give it one episode. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what are you what have you been up to? We're, we're all hunkered down still. I'll tell you. Tell me. Um, For the past two quarantine bonuses, it has been movies you've been watching. <laughs> yeah. I've continued down that track. Nice, nice. Very good. And uh, it's been good. It's a good thing to watch movies. Yeah, it is. Um, I've been working as well from home. Yeah. quite. A, I think I've had to go into the studio once or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've got my, uh, my Clorox wipes and my sure. gloves and my mask and all that. But, yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah, we've been uh, fairly busy work-wise. Just uh, it's interesting when you work in like audio post, like in a time like this, and mm-hmm. just turn the TV on and everything has the word quarantine or something in it in the ads. Yeah, like yeah. well, somebody's got to make that stuff. That and was like, true. Oh, okay, well, I guess I'm. Yeah, I'm okay for I was, right now. I was thinking about quarantine the, ads. I was thinking about that just the other day. I was listening to all this like, and and some of them will. <laughs> one thing that's interesting, and I'm sure you know this better than I do, uh, they'll some of them will try to veil what they're talking about. You know what I mean? And they'll be like, yeah. do you have a lot of extra time at home right now?" <laughs> they won't like come out and say like, "Is the world falling apart?" They'll just be, yeah. <laughs> they'll just be like, <laughs> "Do you need some?" There was some advertisement the other day. Um, where it was like, do you need daytime pajamas now, <laughs> or something? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, it's like we all know what you're saying. Just, just yeah. tell us. But anyway, well, that's uh, it's good that you're working. It's good that uh, yeah. it doesn't seem like that's gonna drop off. But let's talk about hour. what's more important. Than yeah, making money. Yeah, let's talk about okay? it. Okay. Yeah, it's not family. No, no, it's not friendship. No, what? No, it's watching movies. It's, it, yeah, yeah, it's watching movies. And uh, I'm not going to talk much about this because I think we, this needs its own episode. Okay. Uh, when I say I'm yeah. not going to talk much about this, I don't mean the movies. I mean okay. this one movie. This one movie, yeah. I was going um, to bring this up too, I think. Yeah. yeah. We both finally saw Parasite, right? <clears throat> well, I had seen it. I saw it in theaters. Um, oh, so I, was just, I didn't realize. Yeah, this was my Maybe second. Maybe I did realize. This is my second watch. Um, yeah, I saw it in theaters. And it was one of those where, well... I won't say very much either, but I'll just say that the first time I watched it, I saw it by myself in a theater. And when I left, my initial thought was, I don't think I ever want to watch that again. It wasn't that I didn't like it, but it was, I just didn't have that feeling about it. And then 20 minutes later, I was on my fourth or fifth article about the movie. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to watch it again. (laughs) Yeah, uh, totally. I I didn't pay to watch it again. But yeah, when I saw that it was on Hulu, I watched it and, and I text you. And you immediately were like, "Yep, I'm watching it too right now." Yeah, so currently watching. Yeah, so uh, so we'll we'll talk about. That yeah, we'll soon. save that. We'll do that soon. Um, I'm super embarrassed to admit this. Okay, good start. Um, good start. I saw a movie for the first time ever that came oh, out man. like almost ten years ago. Okay, almost ten years. I mean, yeah. that's not necessarily shocking so far. 
It is until you hear that it's Cabin in the Woods. Oh my God! You just I had never seen Jesus. the Cabin in the Woods. Oh my God! That movie is so good. It's uh. We're not going to do an episode on that, right? We can talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> jo- Joss Woods. Whedon and yeah. uh, Drew Goddard Drew co-wrote Goddard, it, yeah. and mm-hmm. Drew Goddard, uh, the who we call the Godfather of um, street level crime superhero shows on Netflix. Yeah, true. And also, he, he also, created. He was the creator of the Daredevil series, yeah. which that first oh, first season that first was season was remarkable. So good. Uh, also involved in the Good Place, which we did an episode on. He was. So, yeah. And uh, what was the the Good times at the El Royale. Oh, he yeah, wrote yeah, and directed yeah. that. Yep, yep. Which have yep. you seen that yet? I haven't seen that. No, it's worth watching. I I really enjoyed it. Nice. Is but, it uh, uh, is it watchable uh, freely right now? Or do you I don't know? know. Yeah, I'll check into it. I don't know. Sure. But uh, so when you with with a movie like this, it's impossible to to watch it with fresh eyes ten years later just because you've heard about it for a long time. Oh, okay. So did you know already uh, some of the beats and stuff? I knew that it wasn't what it said it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and but and, I mean, like, it's not like it sets sets you up for a big no. twist or anything. No, it doesn't. Because like, I, you I, totally get it. You yes. get what's happening. I'm yes. like, oh, there. It's like some sort of sacrificial thing. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a fun way to like make fun of like horror movie tropes. Yes. Like in different cultures. And right? it and it doesn't really. Um. And as I mean, your point is very well made it doesn't set that up as the twist that's like the first scene is two like bureaucratic dudes you know clerks walking through a big old office complex and talking about you know i laughed out loud whenever that title card popped up dude did it on a freeze frame um did it get me like startle me yeah Uh uh-huh no but it really made me laugh in the best way (laughs) um i I laughed about it but i i like it's i started whenever yeah (laughs) man like first i have yeah well first time was like 10 years ago right yeah 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 Uh um but man like i'm just like not that jumpy with these movies anymore really I'm just not interested. I don't. I don't know what the deal is. Like I'm, I can't. I want to. Yeah. Whatever that switch is. Like if there was like a keyhole in the back of my neck that someone would just like sure. slide something in and turn it, and I would sure. be at least jumpy with yeah. these things. Yeah. That'd be dope. Well, I think just I think not. I, I don't know how much jumpiness adds to the viewing experience. If I'm being honest, because that right. did not by any means scare me. I laughed as soon as it happened. But it no, was it just, just gives you a little yeah. little anxiety or something. Yeah, so, uh, something. It just it's just a little it's just a little pop. Um, because yeah. and it's because of how that particular title card sets up, where it is just these two yokels walking and t- you know and then it's just <laughs> yeah it's so fun it was so like <laughs> such a great way to yeah hello derpy yeah hello derpy uh dolly's down here joining us nice nice um but uh yes it was a it was yeah. a fun watch yeah um the playing with the, the last girl uh the last virgin girl living yeah. trope that's right um basically yeah. How did they? So spoilers for this movie, obviously. But yeah. how, how did they play with that? I watched this movie probably six months ago, but I still don't exactly remember. Yeah. Um, so um, basically, like as long as she was the last person alive, she yeah. could live. Okay. Yes. But if someone else was alive, she wasn't like the trope in horror is that yeah. like there's always the last girl, the right? Last girl. Yeah. And she's the, the final girl. She, she's the yeah. final girl. Um, she's, she's like the, uh, 
pure of heart, yeah, virgin, sure. You know, all the other bad yeah. people have already been punished, she's, right? Uh, she's Laurie Strode a little bit, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh-huh. But um, the uh, the funny part about this whole movie is that like they were they were p- forcing narratives onto normal people, yeah. Um, just for the show, the ain't so the ancients would have a show, <laughs> right? right? It didn't matter that she wasn't a virgin. It didn't matter that <laughs> no. like, you know, yeah. they're like putting certain things like pheromones and stuff in the air to like yeah. make like uh the one of the funnier jokes was like, haven't you noticed like uh, what's his name Thor Chris Hemsworth yeah, that yeah. character like he's been acting like he's you like, know <laughs> like such a a macho like douche or whatever aggressive yeah bro guy he's very now. aggressive yeah. and he's like he's a sociology major <laughs> yeah, that's right that's <laughs> it was right so funny yeah that yeah. is that's really I, good I, I enjoyed and they had the the, movie. the other guy who's sort of a, a shaggy from Scooby Doo. Yeah, uh, sort of, <laughs> and so it turns out that the, whatever he had been smoking beforehand—that's right. Uh, like made him immune. made him uh, somewhat immune to like what was happening. So yeah. he was like figuring it, figuring it out. And, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it was so good, and and just the notion that it's just such a clever spin that like the reason there are all these horror tropes are because that's what sort of the ancient gods <laughs> that's because that's what they like or that's what they want yeah so like but that, that like <laughs> that totally tracks like i don't i don't want to get into like a religious thing or whatever yeah. but like you know the idea that like uh like a, a man right. liking another man makes yeah. this this all-knowing being grossed out is just fun it's like yeah. it's like yeah. come on guys happy easter everybody <laughs> happy <laughs> easter everybody <laughs> yeah um well, that's that's good. I'm glad you finally saw that. It was, uh, it's definitely worth yeah. Worth it's watching. worth it's worth watching. Like, and I'm usually not like a third act person. Like, yeah. I don't know what that says about me. No, like, I get that. I think I that's wonder though, not super like, uncommon. You know, movies are formulaic in a sense to where when I feel the third act coming on, if it's a great third act, it's a great third act, and sure. I enjoy it. Yeah. But I wonder if it's just like I don't want it to be over because like the first movie well, movie I ever saw in the theater was Peter Pan yeah. in Monticello, Kentucky when there was a theater. Which Peter Pan are we talking about? The uh, cartoon. Okay, yeah. I was very, very, very small. Yeah. And mom said <laughs> as soon as the movie was starting to end, I stood up screaming and crying that it was over, it was over, it was over, <laughs> and I was just really unhappy, yeah, right, that it sure. was over. Yeah. And uh, anytime I'm watching a movie and I feel the third act coming on, I'm just so disappointed. Yeah, that it's like ending. I think. Yeah, and le- well, I mean, unless it's like a movie that I'm just like not into, but I just want to. Yeah, I want to give it a give you, it a shot. You, you want know? to have seen it. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I get that. Like the the being concerned or not being concerned, being sad that it's over. But at the same time, I also think third acts are very hard to do well, and very yeah. often they're they are the weakest part of the movie because yeah. there's nothing left to set up you for the most part you kind of get where it's gonna go you're not getting like um, any more like like i just no love conflict. living in character i just love oh, li- right, like right, right. i love learning who these people are That's, i love figuring th- out what makes them tick how they work together and, yeah. and, and those types of things and the third act is plot 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 that's but yeah, i was gonna say yeah if you can learn something character wise in the third act cool let's yeah. do that sure let's make that Let's yeah. let's write movies like that. Well, and everybody. very often when you do learn something in the third act, it's going for sort of a twist or a reveal or something like that. It's yeah, a, it's a sort of pl- new plot information that it's giving you. Yeah, something like that. Um, but that being said, the third act of this movie is so just wacky. Yeah, like when it ends, it's like I didn't expect to go there, but the fact that it did go there, yeah, you're like thinking like how big of a budget did this movie have because everything leading up into this point is just like one cabin yeah and then one like 
basically yes. room where they're just sitting and watching these monitors. Oh, and then oh. the last third act, it's like, yeah. oh, this really opens up. So, with- so they kind of just to just to refresh me, they kind of um, forego the rules. Um, they don't follow the rules of sacrifice for the ancient gods or whatever it is. Right. And then... Well, all, they... Is so, it, yeah, go ahead. They uh, basically, they're... they're <laughs> and that's a really funny scene too. Yeah. Um, in a really kind of dark way. Um, the, 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 white, the white collar corporate people are celebrating. They're all drinking. And in the background, right. you, you see this, the footage of what's ha- happening. And they're doing it and before the, the it's last, over. Right. Yeah, but they they think it's over. Yeah, so the yeah. last girl has survived. Whether she lives or dies at this point doesn't matter. That's right. And she's just being thrown around like like a rag doll in the yeah. background while they're just all like smiling, talking about their weekend or whatever. <laughs> sure. And uh, she may or may not live. You know, and that's it's like if that were real life, like oh that's awful, that's really. But in the mm-hmm. context of like, it, it gets a laugh that she's being thrown around while they're celebrating, right? Yeah. But then uh, they get a call from the red phone from upstairs, right? Mm. <laughs> like, uh-oh. And then the call basically says, or you don't hear what the call says, but then it cuts back to the inside of the the, the, the cabin area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's getting ready to die, right? And then yeah. the nerdy guy comes up, Shaggy comes up behind That's right. this creature and kills it. Yeah. So he's basically been hiding and figuring out how things work. Yeah. He found a a, a, a way a underground. Camp. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they go in and find these elevators, and then they go down in the elevators, and then each time the elevator stops, it's a window to another creepy thing. Yeah. And they piece together that like they were basically choosing their own way to die yeah. in in some horror trope, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and huh. <laughs> and then after that, they they uh they go into this kind of big area, and then uh they're trapped in this room because now like these people have to die to save the world. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. The world's going to end the if these people end. don't die. Yeah. Because the ancients will. Yeah. And th- that's just, that's just funny. It is. That's yeah. silly. It's well, like, and as the, is the at end, this point it's, it's beyond being a scary movie. Oh no. Right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's, it's the sort of meta <laughs> yeah. sort of and postmodern. Then, so there's a yeah. SWAT team coming after these people, yeah. these two, this, this, the, the last girl and Shaggy and they're just, shooting like you know fully automatic weapons at them and then they're but they get trapped in this room where they realize they can open all of the elevator or doors to all of the monsters that's right so they let all the monsters out and it's a bloodbath yeah that's Um, a great scene it's a great sequence yeah and and that's the sequence where i'm like are they gonna is this gonna happen like is this like yeah. there's this big like giant snake and yeah. like well and and also like one of the things that's fun about that sequence I think is that it sort of shows the fact that if you take all these horror tropes and all these monsters and everything and you let them out into a well lit area that looks like an office building it just becomes an action sequence basically yeah um and not a full action sequence but like uh, not like there's a hero or something but just yeah you know it's just there was something like. <laughs> Who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, to it. Yes, that's it. a great call. Yeah, it's all <laughs> these me. like constructs, and they're yeah. not animated, but they feel like it's these two worlds coming together, right? Just like yeah. Roger Rabbit kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good call. But uh, uh, at the end, you yeah. know, it comes down to the the, the fact that like yeah. if if she kills him and he dies, the world will be saved. Yes. Or, but then like there's a werewolf, and then he's like sorry, and uh-huh. then he doesn't he doesn't tell her that there's a werewolf behind him because she's about to shoot him. Yeah, and then the werewolf bites her, and then like right, and, and then it, at, and, and at the end they're just sitting. She's sitting there bleeding, and he's yeah. sitting there bleeding. Yeah, and 
she's like, I'm sorry, I almost shot you. Uh, he's mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry, I didn't tell you about the werewolf. Yeah. And then they're just, they just basically sit there and die together as the world ends. And yeah. It's like, and, and then there's like a, there's fun. like a third act random cameo from Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> Which is right. really good. Yeah. She's yeah. like the person upstairs or whatever. Yeah. That's great. Whatever that means. That's a great movie. Uh, I would say I need yeah. to watch it, but I just watched it a few months ago. So I'm, I'm and good they, for they a set while, up but. They set up this this whole thing where like one of the one of the two main corporate guys is like every year they it's like a raffle. Yeah, they take right? bets. That like yeah. they take bets on what monster they're going to pick and he's been <laughs> yeah. waiting for the the his other friend yeah. uh what's his name the dad from Step Brothers right uh yeah yeah forget yeah. his name i don't remember the um, actor's name that's funny that that's the movie i chose yep but um <laughs> he's always calling his buddy like aquaman and stuff like that sure. cuz this guy just really really wants for it to be the the <laughs> evil mermaid uh yeah. cuz he just wants to see it right yeah and then at the end, whenever everything's kind of falling apart and everyone's dying in awful ways, mm-hmm. that guy wakes up to look over to this slug-like mermaid thing coming sure. up to him, and he's like, "Oh, come on, you know, give me a break!" And then the mermaid kills him. Yeah, <laughs> that's they set it up, they reminded you of it, and then they it's like every, everything great in a narrative comes in threes. Right? Yeah, yeah. This is, this episode's gone off the rails already <laughs> it's supposed to it's a bonus episode it's fine yeah uh we came in with absolutely no prep oh one thing i was i was gonna bring up that i did uh last night that was fun is um i was uh i joined this live streaming party this movie streaming party that the uh the satanic temple held um okay and they did it was using this website called cast which i had never heard of before uh yeah but, but essentially you just stream out it looked like it was like the co-founder of the satanic temple and he just streamed out his laptop screen basically yeah. um and then there was like a live chat for everybody who was at the party quote unquote yeah. um and so he showed they sh- they they ended up doing a triple feature which it was only scheduled for two but he opened it with um there was this very old of course, it's like Easter Eve or whatever, um, and everybody's quarantined. So he opened it up with this really old, like 1980s uh, pro-evangelical short film. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it was really funny. It was, and, and honestly, like I'm going to make this a touch personal, so I don't want to uh, you know, alienate any of the listeners, but for you, do you remember our buddy James quoting a movie, and he would like pump his fist, and he would go, Jesus, man. Do you remember that at all? <laughs> I don't. Okay. Well, <laughs> but I'm assuming that you found it finally. That's, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. And so okay. essentially the setup of this thing, it was just very funny. It was like a God's Not Dead, but from the 1980s. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it was just basically, it was kind of a Christmas Carol setup. So like uh, this guy, this kid was just a nice guy and he was like an evangelical kid. And so he couldn't go to any of the cool parties or smoke any of the cool drugs. And then... Yeah. um he, only smoking the the only, lesser <laughs> only smoking the lesser cool drugs and yeah. uh, so he he prayed that he would never have been saved or become christian and so oh man so god sends an angel who just looks like a middle-aged man uh he yeah. he sends an angel to give him a day's worth of seeing what it would have been like if he had never gotten saved and so since he didn't get saved and didn't start the fca at his school yeah. um one of his friends killed himself uh, yeah, somebody obviously. got somebody got an abortion. Um, no, that's 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 not being saved one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, his parents were split up. Oh, he had a Camaro. Uh, yeah. Oh no, uh, no. He, he was really cool. Uh, he had two girlfriends, 
and they were they fought over him. They did a fist fight over him or something. Nice. It was, uh, and then that he sounds, was, sounds pretty cool to me. Was, <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things where it was like, wait, is is everybody except for the guy who killed himself, which seems to have nothing to do with you? Is everybody else's life just better now? Um, but it ended. <laughs> it ended with the kid like running to the church doors and like trying to get in because he's living this hellish nightmare. And then the angel shows up and goes, "See, now you don't have to worry about being not cool and being a psych. You know, yeah. And because psych. and because you uh, because you prayed some prayer, your friend's not going to kill himself. Yeah, he's now. not going to kill himself. No, because you started yeah. the FCA. Um, oh, that's that. That's then, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. And so it was funny because they played it off as if all these things were really terrible. But he went. To, he tried to go to his FCA meeting in one scene at his school, and he went yeah. in, and they were just teaching people to sew. And he was like, "No, like," <laughs> and it that's played. A- that's a valuable skill. Yeah, they're teaching life skills. Like that's probably better than your your private religion being in our public schools, especially um, right now where like <laughs> people are like sewing like yeah. masks to save lives. Exactly. Come on, yeah, come so, on, old guy of the. <laughs> so it was, it was really fun watching an old evangelical, you know, propaganda yeah, film fun. with some Satanists. And then we watched um, after that. We watched um, the the main feature was Todd Browning's. Uh, movie the unknown starring lon cheney it's like this old silent film um okay and it was pretty cool it had like this this creepy soundtrack behind it and all this kind of stuff so we watched that and then about two-thirds of the way through that somebody said so what are we watching after this and it was only about 50 people in the party and then uh lucian the guy who founded the temple was like uh he said he said uh he said are we really doing another movie do you guys really want to do that and two or three people were like yeah absolutely so he's like all right i've got just the thing and so then after this todd browning old silent film uh was done he put on roadhouse (laughs) with patrick (laughs) swayze it's only only made it about 20 minutes into roadhouse but it was it was fun it was a good time but um that that website was called cast with a k um, okay, I haven't heard of it. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Like it made it's me. It's basically like, just a way to stream your computer yeah. screen to everybody. Yeah, exactly. And just yeah. to, and like to have movie nights. And granted, you don't. Speak, How was the sound? Did this did this the sound sync up okay? Or yeah, it was kind. Of, it was fine actually. It wasn't that bad. Um, I was here at Kendra's and and she had it on her computer and I had it on my computer at the same time. And the okay. sound the sound synced up there and it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't great quality, but it was like it wasn't a problem at all. You yeah, know, it was computer speaker quality, but yeah, gotcha. So, but it was fun. So um, I might have to use that website again and do some do some movie nights or something. So yeah, yeah. Uh, when was the last time you saw Twenty Eight Days Later? Oh, it is. It has been a while. I saw that movie at the Somerset Drive-In. Um, oh wow! Yeah. So I, I think, unless I'm misremembering, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that's where I saw it the first time. What's interesting about that? Yeah, is that's such a big screen outdoors. Yeah. This movie, the quality, the visual quality of this movie is yeah. actually very poor. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. It's very grainy, um, right? I watched it last night for the first time in a long time. Yeah. But it's grainy, like not film grainy. Like this was one of the first like theatrically released uh, f- uh, movies shot on digital. Yeah. Um, and this was like uh, 2002. So yeah. 2001, 2002. Yeah. Anything you had seen prior to th- that time in the movie was shot on film, which is crazy to think because now it's like yeah. most things that you see are shot digitally now. Yeah, definitely. Um, just because it's a lot cheaper. It's cheaper, yeah. Um, but that technology so, did not exist really. So, so like, was, the, was the graininess and uh, the sort of low quality, was that a, a technological uh, limitation or was it an yes. aesthetic choice? Oh, okay. No, it was, it was just the, what the camera could do. Oh, I got you. Wow. Um, 
but but it works for the movie. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, definitely. Because um, if it, if I remember correctly, that movie has a sort of, uh, for lack of a better tr- descriptor, a sort of like Guy Ritchie uh, kinetic sort of at least with the zombies right it's like very shaky yeah cam and like all that kind of thing very yeah the the violence is very kind of like long lensy kind of feeling shaky yeah. cam which became really popular yeah shortly after that yeah um but the other parts of the movie are are, are nice and slow and very charactery interesting um, i don't uh, remember I'd recommend that. re-watching it yeah. yeah yeah it's sir danny boyle it's one of his earlier movies sir danny boyle um and you know who wrote that movie? Who wrote which it? I never knew. Hmm. Alex Garland. Do you know who that is? Alex Garland. No. Um so Alex Garland wrote and directed Ex Machina. Oh wow. Nice. And then he went on to write and direct uh, Annihilation, which oh, is yeah. also super good if you haven't seen it. I, I need to watch that. So I've I've seen about two thirds of it or something like that, but I've heard over and over and over, weirdly enough, and aptly for one of our upcoming episodes, I've heard over and over that's one of the best lovecraftian horror movies sure Uh, it's not lovecraft but it's like that type of horror sort of cosmic faceless horror something. totally yeah Yeah. and but it also does a lot it it does well with kind of like character and like it's it's it is about what happens but it's really not at all about what happens in the plot um yeah that's cool but uh he was also i think a ghostwriter on dread in 2012 oh wow um, I actually heard kind of good things about that movie. I never watched it. Yeah, that movie it. was dope. Yeah. You got to watch that movie. That's uh what's his name played uh Maybe he Dread, is, right? On um, on IMDb it says uh yeah, it was Carl Urban. Carl Urban, yeah, yeah. Um but uh on IMDb it says he's the just the sole writer, but like for some reason I thought that he was uncredited as a writer on that movie. Huh. But it totally tracks rewatching 28 days later like yeah. you remind you remember it kind of like I think how you remembered it which was more of just like fast moving yeah quick plotty kind of thing but like sure it kind of helped establish like you know the things that happen in the walking dead for example like it starts off as like oh this is really weird and scary i've been asleep and this happened all really fast to oh god these monsters are coming to get me to oh these people are trying to help me but any no one's safe and then at the end you realize that kind of like that people are the real monsters kind of thing yeah 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 Mm -hmm. um yep I, I remember some of the some of the slower beats um just viscerally like i don't remember any yeah. of the plot or story at all but or character at all uh i just know i remember those scenes of uh what's his name killian murphy um i remember those scenes of him just walking through abandoned london i guess it is or whatever yeah uh, so i do remember those which were very interesting but yeah yeah i need to rewatch that it's been it's i don't think it's been since i first saw it but it, <coughs> it might have been yeah, so I think it's on. Uh, I think it's on Hulu. If you have Hulu, oh cool, right now. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's where I watched it. Nice. Um, well, it's funny. Like you would think. I mean, we've talked before about how like outbreak and like <laughs> all these kind of things are yeah. are surging and stuff like that. I wonder about twenty eight days later and and like zombie type stuff because obviously like yeah. you know we're not in that dire of a situation right now. It's a bad one, but it's not. <laughs> it's not you know flesh eating yeah. people. Right. But I wonder the extent to which that's. Uh, sort of resonant i guess or oh no absolutely kind of like you know yeah it, it's no question as to why that popped up on yeah Hulu. like yeah for uh, sure well i've been uh, uh as we talked about on the last one of these as well uh i've been playing like old school video games recently because i got a little yeah. thing that does it and so one game that i've started that i've put probably three to four hours into at this point is the first silent hill um did yeah. you did you play any of those 
Just at your house. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yes, but not really. Yeah, but not really. You never sat down and had the experience kind of thing. No. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I did it. Your, like, it used to creep us out. Like, yeah, we would, for we sure. would only play for very short, short, right. short amount of time. That's and, right. You know. <laughs> yeah. I remember, uh, I don't know if it was me and you or me and Chris, but I remember one of the two of us just passing the controller back and forth being like no yeah. no 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 no. i'll watch you play right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of thing um so which is funny because you know, it's like you're you're really experiencing the same yes. thing yeah you're going to experience the same thing but for some reason you being in control makes yeah. a difference uh which is yeah interesting yeah like with vr it's different because like yeah. you Oof, know god you came over to play vr yeah golly it must have been like it was a while Forever back. ago. At yeah, this it was point, like, like six to eight months ago at this point, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. At least six to eight plus. At least. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. That should not have been that long ago. Um, but yeah, no, VR, you're absolutely right. It's completely different. The person wearing the thing is. That's one of the. Uh, in um, it. <laughs> yeah, they're in it. That's one of the most scary entertainment things that I've ever done. Um, oh, totally. Because, like. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, we played. It's, we played. It so truly what? Truly is immersive. Yes. If you could, like. It takes a little bit to kind of get adjusted to the world, it I does, think. But yeah. once you're in it, it's like oh no! It's, you, you watch, you know, you're you're sitting behind watching someone else play it, and you can yeah. kind of see what they see on the screen. Yeah. But it's not at all the same. No, thing. it's not the same thing. When you are wearing that little helmet, you are inside that world, and it is. Yeah. And for the horror, what was the game that we played where you were in the house? Was it uh, Paranormal Activity? Yeah, um, yeah. We played a Paranormal Activity game, and it was like there weren't any monsters jumping out or anything like that. But it was just making you walk through this terribly creepy house. Yeah, uh, not even like a classically creepy house. It looked like a modern no. home. Yeah, but it was just like you would turn around, and then a door would be closed, and you know it wasn't closed before. Yeah, uh, just exactly. <laughs> things like fun. that. And then that one where we there was some room we walked into, and there was just like a huge shadow on the wall of a figure. And yeah. then you walk in, and it's like a, one of those little punching bag. Cl- clowns or something yeah that was yeah god it's just the worst Mm -hmm. um so but nevertheless i've been going old school and playing silent hill and the reason i bring that up after 28 days later is because it's the same kind of like it's the same sort of catharsis about the current experience uh because like all the streets are empty and you're just walking through and granted there are monsters but (laughs) right you know but it's like this empty bizarre sort of david lynchian horror world um right totally um do you want to take a break real quick yeah let's take a quick break my coffee's getting a little cold so i might re-up on the coffee and uh uh yeah i'm gonna make another cup of coffee too it might take me a minute because i drink fancy coffee yeah you're good okay all right well let's take a minute actually you know what why not it's a quarantine bonus we'll hear from one of our um brother sister podcasts whatever you call them yeah, uh, sibling podcast. We'll hear from one of our sibling podcasts. Check this out. Happy National Sibling Day podcast. <laughs> Hi, my name is Stephen Long, and I host a show here on Rock Candy called Sacred Tension. It's about the spiritual discipline of asking questions. If you find yourself uncomfortable in your faith, or if you find yourself caught between modern science and ancient religion, or if you're curious about the journeys of others who are sorting out faith and doubt, Sacred Tension is a place where nothing is off limits. You will find conversations with pastors, cult experts, spiritual leaders, and skeptics, all discussing the ways we navigate the faiths we were given. Find Sacred Tension right here on Rock Candy and wherever you listen to podcasts. Are we coming back from a commercial while you're eating a bunch of garb? Yeah, it is. I have that is a thing that I have been doing is eating more garbage um, through this uh, sure. through this situation. Uh, totally. Not like an insane amount, but 
Uh, t- but yeah, I, I would was you say, just eating a cookie. So would you, would you say you were uh, failing at flattening your curve? <laughs> That's very good. That's Thanks. very good. Um, yeah, I'm not trying to flatten my curve. I'm just trying no. to not grow my curves. So I think we're good. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, to answer your question, yeah, we are coming back from a from a break exactly as yeah. I was eating uh, a cookie. So. That's, That's how good. that works. Yeah. No, I'm into it. Um, the One of the other things that I wanted to bring up, um, and this is like, the thing I like about these episodes is, is like half of it is, I want to bring the, this up because I think it'd be interesting to talk about, but half of it, because this is not a regular episode and we're just doing this for the hell of it, is I also just want to tell Joe this, so, <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, so I'm going to bring it up because we're not hanging out in person, so this is a good time. Um, yeah, I'll hear it. Yeah, you'll hear it. Uh, no, so this week, speaking of movies that we're going to watch, um, <clears throat> and I would like to invite you to do this with me um, if you care to, but you don't, I don't think. Uh, Chris and I have decided, we were in a conversation after we watched Parasite the other day, and we were talking about how like uh, certain movies bother me like uh, and, and disturb me. Like I can't do like torture porn stuff, like Hostel yeah. and all that kind of thing. Um, and it's not the gore, it's the sadism that gets me. Yeah. Because um, <clears throat> gore is fun if it's done sort of tongue-in-cheek and whatever. But, yeah, like uh, glorification of people suffering, I just can't, I just don't, no thank you. So, right. So, nonetheless, we started talking about that. And we talked Unless about, it's done in a fun way. Unless it's done in a fun way. <laughs> like yeah. deadites or something. Exactly. If you're shooting holes in the wall of a cabin and then blood is fire hosing out the side of the cabin wall that's different like that's it's different that's three stooges like that's fun um but yeah so anyway so we started talking about that and anybody who's had any interest in these sort of you know oh man it's so bad you can't watch it type movies which yeah. i have a huge interest in but i don't want to see any really yeah. um you know you go on wikipedia and you read hey what what are the weird fucked up things that happen in this movie and you read them and you go oh cool i'm super psyched i never watched that um but my interest is satiated so i was talking to chris about this and we talked about some of the ones that come up like um there's this movie called the serbian film that's that gets brought up a lot where i've read a little bit about that like i just mm -mm. Mm, no i don't care about that at all um and and the more i've read about it um, why you got why you gotta be so like that of it dude like well and the more i've read about it is like and i listened to a podcast that was an interview it was actually movie crypt podcast um yeah, well, I, was, I heard that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they talked to the director. And the more I heard him talk about it, and I'm sure we've had this conversation before, but the, the more I heard him talk about it, the more I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. No, like, no, yeah. you have not convinced me at all that I need to no. see this movie. Um, but, Agreed. But there is a movie out there that apparently is like one of the worst. But, Let's hear it. What is it? But the more I hear people talk about it, the more I want to see it, which is Martyrs. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. So... Yeah. <clears throat> um, my buddy Daryl, who I was in my grad program with, who I haven't talked to in a while, I need to reach out to. But uh, he used to, he was a huge, or still is a huge horror movie buff. Like, and he was into this movement called the French New Extremity, uh, mm-hmm. which is probably as awful as it sounds. But he's the type of dude who, like, yeah, he'll watch a Serbian film and be like, eh, wasn't very good, kind of thing. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, but he told me about Martyrs, and I think it was him who said this. He, it was either him or someone else, and I'm confusing it, but I think he said, Martyrs is like the final exam for horror fans. 
And so he said that it was not only terribly hard to watch and scary and, and disgusting and things like that, but it was also well done. The stuff that was in there was in there for either narrative or visceral right. purposes, and it was executed filmmakers very trying well. to say something, right? Exactly, yeah. um, and it wasn't just, "Hey, what's the worst thing we can think of? Let's show that on screen." Yeah, and so, and then I listened to a podcast, which I'm sure you listened to this one as well, called The Canon. Um, yeah. Did you listen to the episode? The Canon was a really cool I podcast. Did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was. I missed that podcast. I I, li- I preferred yeah. it to the one they're doing now. To the one they're doing like now. Yeah. Year now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, I agree. It's still good, but I preferred the, that one. I preferred the Canon as well. So the Canon was yeah. one where a guest would come on, and the host, what's her name? I forget her name. Um. Is anyway, it Amy's Amy Amy something. Yeah. She's yeah. a movie critic. Um. Yeah. And so a guest would come on, and they would propose a film to be part of the quote unquote canon of films, and they would talk about it. They would talk about what it means. They would talk about process. They would talk about the meaning of it, etc. And at the end, they would vote whether they thought it should be in the canon or not, and then they would have the audience vote through you know the internet or whatever. And so their episode on. Their episode on Martyrs, when I listened to that, I came out the other side of that being like, I want to watch that movie more now. Like, yeah, now that totally. movie seems like, it seems like all that visceral suffering and gore and terror is for something. Um, right, exactly. It doesn't seem like it's just there just to be the worst movie you've ever seen. Yeah. And so I think the plan is this week, Chris and I are going to watch Martyrs. Um, <clears throat> cool. We're going to watch it during the day. It's time. It's time for the final exam. Exactly. We're going to watch it during the day, and we're going to follow it up with, like, Dumb and Dumber or, you know, something like that, or uh, Mrs. Doubtfire or something like that. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to have to cleanse my palate because I know it's not going to be, like, fun. And on top of that, I know that I'm the type of person who takes those movies harder than most people. Sure, Um, yep. So, yeah, I I feel like at this point, like... Yeah, I remember when, for example, when Saw came out, like yeah, that, yeah. Uh, I was much younger, um, mm-hmm. and Saw actually really bothered me. And we which, saw that together, right? Yeah, okay. might be like a uh, in the horror world a sissy thing to say. Sure, um, but at this point, like I feel like I'm like, but who cares? Like that's yeah, you it's know, much yeah. It I f- I feel much differently about watching movies now than I. Sure. Did obviously. Yeah. Um, well, you think more in terms of production now, probably. Yeah. Like I, I, kn- I know yeah. like what went behind yeah. getting Saw made, and it's a really cool story. Therefore, sure. I could easily watch that movie without any yeah. like problems because it's like yeah, yeah. Um, but it's the movies that really kind of get beyond that and kind of immerse you past uh-huh. the uh, studying how they're made. Which yeah. you know, for me, that doesn't happen very often. It actually really? can be kind of. T- tiresome but like i love it so much that it's like it's almost automatic that it does that it's not like you can choose to put your mind in that mode it's just like once you start watching it that's how you're seeing it that's how you're thinking about it it's not a choice yeah Yeah, at this point gotcha Um, yeah well that's too bad uh, it is yeah (laughs) Yeah. it is it's too bad but at the same time like yeah i love the craft so much that like i feel like i'd be missing out yeah in a way yeah for yeah. myself if i wasn't kind of thinking about how it was made if you were just thinking what would it be like if i was in this story <laughs> or something yeah <laughs> you know? like yeah. a lot of people do yeah yeah no that makes sense um, i do get some of that but like sure. usually it takes like it's usually the second mid second act to where i'm like yeah starting to like okay i see how this is put together i can kind of relax mm-hmm. into it mm-hmm. can you can you get more of that on like a second or third watch of a film 
You know what I mean? Um, After you've maybe already done the analysis part and then you can just, or is it, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think so, probably. Yeah. Um, but I, that part, of, like, I just rewatched uh, It Follows again for Oof, the yeah. 10th time the other day. And that movie just a great movie. holds up. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, when I'm watching that for the 10th time or whatever, mm-hmm. now I'm studying it harder, you know, because oh, I'm I like, see. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the first time, like, I noticed that they were like, these slow pan camera moves uh-huh. and I, I saw that they were happening. Now when I'm watching it, I'm understanding their purpose. Yes. Yeah. That yeah makes yeah. sense. Yeah. No, it does. Um, and that movie is just put, it's, it's it just does. a masterpiece of a modern, modern kind of horror movie yeah. in my opinion. But I'm very excited for our, if you can even call it horror. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can yeah. obviously, but yeah. like, sure. It's great that like, we're at a time where it's like, it's it's not just one thing, right? No, yeah, absolutely. It's it's good that we're beyond like the sort of uh, horror films where you know you get a tiny tiny budget and you just have somebody put a mask on and have an axe and it's just redundant, you know, tropes yeah. and nobody cares kind of thing. Totally. Yeah, definitely. So I'm very. I was just about to say I'm very excited about our uh, upcoming Parasite episode. I think there's so much to dig into. That'll be there's a good so time. much. That'll and be a very I d- good. And I didn't expect that movie to be as funny as it was. Yeah. Yep. But in a way to where like it's not funny at it's all. It's not but, funny at all. Nope. But it's very. But that's very, the craft of it, right? I know. Like yep. he, he's he's a he's a that, he's a tonal genius. That movie is everything. Mean. Yeah. That movie yeah. is all things. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. So um. But anyway, if you feel like watching Martyrs, um, I, yeah, I do I mean, realize I may. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do realize you would have to watch it by yourself. But it sounds—I mean, it seems like you'd probably be fine. Uh, so. no, Waylon sits in my lap. Oh, okay, gotcha for movie nights. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's good. He takes a nap in my lap. So he, <laughs> it's good. I'm, I'm not by myself. That's good. Yeah. So we we're, we'll probably do that this week. Um, if if we watch it and it feels like there's enough there to carry us for 45 minutes or something, we might do a Martyrs episode. Who knows? Um, yeah. If there's enough. If there's not, we won't. But we'll just talk yeah. about it in a bonus. So. Well, I'm probably going to watch a movie like that yeah. in, in, in a craft mindset super yeah. hard just to prepare myself for like, yeah. um, you know, people doing awful things to each other, sure. which is something that I don't typically like. Yeah. Um, Although, I mean... Unless it's done unless. in a way that like <laughs> it's, it's doing something, right? Yeah. Well, and, and what I was going to say is like also unless maybe like if you're chasing that sort of pure audience feel it might be something where you're a little like unnerved to begin with that might be able to give you that feeling i don't know Mm -hmm. yeah man anyway so i'm I'm gonna watch that horrific movie anything else you've been uh, doing or want to talk about or anything uh yeah i'll I'll do some quick honorable mentions i uh for some reason i don't know why Uh i've decided to knock through like sofia coppola's okay uh movies okay sure i don't know yeah um why not I saw The Virgin Suicides for the first time, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know if you've seen that or not. I don't but think like, I have seen that. You know, Sofia Coppola is Francis Ford Coppola's daughter. Yep. Um, her brother is Roman Coppola, who wrote Moonrise Kingdom and uh-huh. something else for something else for Old West. Yeah, and uh, um, so is and what's his name's in the family too, right? Uh, Jason Schwartzman. Somehow. Oh, is he? He's related to the Coppolas, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, that makes sense. And also, um, of course, of course, the great Nicolas Cage. Is related to the Coppolas. How did I not know that? That's, yeah, his his real name is Nicholas Coppola, I believe. That's unbelievable. Yeah. You're just blowing my I, mind right I, now. Double check me, but okay, I, I, will. I think that is correct. 
But uh, Sofia Coppola, she wrote and directed, uh, I think her kind of claim to fame um, is yeah. Lost in Translation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, which that script, I haven't read it yet. I've seen the movie. It's been a while. I'm going to rewatch yeah. it because I'm going through all her stuff. Sure. She's kind of like the queen of like a type of coming of age movie that uh-huh. I just, I'm just all yeah. about it. <laughs> I'm yeah. all about it. Um, I can see that. Yeah, she uh, so The Virgin Suicides, Lost in Translation. Um, she wrote a movie called Somewhere, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of these movies are her trying to like come to terms with like her relationship with her father, like growing okay. up in Hollywood and like sure un- under the the shadow of this this Hollywood beast. If yeah. that makes sense, no, it does. Um, I mean, I could see, I could definitely see those type I mean, like i don't yeah. know her body of work very well but like lost in translation seems like a sort of it has the yeah. sort of coming of age bits yes. that you seem to gravitate toward yeah yeah um what else she, she did the bling ring which i tried to watch and i just couldn't get behind it hmm. i'm sure it's great for some people but sure. i just i don't know just wasn't for me yeah um, I'll, gotcha. i will finish it at some point um but she did uh, marie antoinette which was uh kirsten dunst uh okay. in like this kind of new kind of weird genre blending version of that story where like yeah she's wearing like chuck taylor's in the ad i think if mm-hmm. i remember right but mm-hmm. it's like a period piece completely and jason schwartzman is in that movie oh cool um and I, I saw it a long time ago but i re- want to rewatch that yeah she just she recently came out with one called beguiled which i haven't seen okay i don't know i don't know why yeah. like you watch a movie i watched the virgin suicides the other day that sure. was on like hulu or, or amazon prime or something i'm like oh what have i been missing like yeah. i need to watch this filmmaker's body of work yeah no definitely i get that um also just just to just to uh confirm his name is nicholas kim coppola and he is oh my god he is the um he's the nephew of francis ford coppola and he is the cousin he's the cousin this life i know he's the cousin of jason schwartzman so what's going on yep yep What's going What's on? What's going Not the bees. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So the Coppola's, that's a big family. Like yeah. Gia Coppola yep. is like uh, the niece, I think, of yep. Sophia and the granddaughter of Francis yeah. Ford Coppola. Yeah, dude. She made a movie called Palo Alto, which is super coming of age. Yeah. Super duper coming of age and yeah. very character driven. And um, you would hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd, you oh, would hate that movie. Speaking of. <laughs> You, it doesn't. That doesn't sound wrong. I don't hate no, coming not. of age stuff. No, I get but, it. But you uh, would, you would, you would not. It's like just that not movie. my jam. Uh, yeah. Although I will say, I uh, as long as you're doing honorable mentions, I'll do them too. Or I'll do one that I just thought of, which is I've started. I've watched four of the six parts of the miniseries, uh, The Plot Against America, on HBO, which is phenomenal. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's um, the one that you were telling me to watch, right? Yeah, I definitely was. Because uh, it's one of those things where it's like not. It's not such a huge commitment because it's only six episodes, you know? Right. Um, I mean, that's it is a commitment, but, you know, it's like three movies, essentially. Um, and it's David Simon who wrote The Wire, who is just... He's just brilliant. Like, I would, I, I've listened to him, like, lecture and do interviews and stuff like that, and he's just so smart he's a former newspaper man um and i have like that in my family lineage which probably makes sense you know um in the same way that musicians are types of people i'm sure newspaper people are also types of people so brainiacs uh, yeah right right right. uh but but all of his shows he did the wire he did treme he did the deuce which was about the development of the 
pornography industry in yeah, I never 1970s. Saw any of that. Oh man, so good. But like all of his shows are very character heavy, but at the same time, it's always characters as they relate to these larger sort of abstract um, social systems. I mean, like the wire helped me understand how the world works better kind of thing, you know? Sure. Um, it's like taking a sociology and economics class, but through the medium of like, you're not feeling like you're learning anything. You know what I mean? Right. It's just about how these different sections of society interrelate in these systemic ways. And so the plot against America is apparently based on a, a novel that was written in like 2006 or something like that. And the idea is that it's a fictional 1940 and the Republicans put up, um, Charles Lindbergh as the, um, candidate to go to run against FDR. And he runs on this platform of like anti-war. And so he doesn't want the United States to get involved in World War II, what becomes World War II. And so he has this undertone of sort of anti-Semitism. Like mm-hmm. he has this, it's like, you know, Hitler's bad, but like we don't need to, <laughs> we don't need to be going to war kind of thing. And it's yeah. one of those things where in, in light of, it's weird that this novel was written in 2006, because in light of 2016, where it's like you have these racialized politics right. where they're played out, but they're played out with like plausible deniability. So if anyone ever calls whoever on saying something that's like, you know, racist or something like this, like, whoa, 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 nobody's being racist. I'm just saying we need to advocate for our own needs and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so it's told against that backdrop, but it's a Jewish family in... I think Queens, maybe. I don't know. Greater New York City area, one of the boroughs. Um, but it's this Jewish family who lives there, and they get involved in these sort of um, sort of political campaigns and all this. It's just so good. It's just so so good. So yeah, yeah, um, that sounds. It's worth digging into all of his stuffs. Everything he's done has been amazing, and has been like, um, I don't know. It's the same. It's the same type of enjoyable that like just. I don't know. It feels like learning, even though you're not really learning. Right. Like it's a fictional thing, but it's that same yeah. type of interesting sort of thing. So, sure. Plot Against America on HBO. Very, very good. Worth watching. Give it a go. Give it a go. Give it a go. After you're done with uh, Sofia Coppola's movies. Um, yeah, well, they're not all streamable. So, like, I'm, uh, I've, gotcha. I've got a lot of them in my iTunes wish list waiting for like that, that one day it's going to be $5 for a yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this on the last episode, but um, I also rewatched The Lighthouse. Um, oh yeah, which yeah, was, you might have. Yeah, I can't remember. I rewatched yeah. that. It was amazing. It's made me want to rewatch The Witch, which I also plan to do this week. Totally, because um, it's been a while. But great movies. Yeah, yeah, very good. All right, man. Well, we're right at an hour. Does that uh, work for you? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, sweet. Sounds good to me. I don't uh, need to speak anymore. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I'm so, gonna I'm gonna have my I'm gonna finish my coffee, maybe have some maybe have some lunch after this. Yeah. So, I'm gonna have some breakfast. All right. Well thanks for listening, everybody. This is Common Creatives Podcast. We're uh dual production, DNN, Rock Candy Recordings, all that, yada yada. Reach out. Yada yada. Tell us what to talk about. No one's made it this far no on the quarantine episodes. They're no. like, Oh, these guys are just floating around. You know what? Like, Actually, let me throw this out. I I mean, I'm sure you're right that no one's made it to the end. Our quarantine bonus numbers are like good they're like respectable they're interesting they're i mean in terms of our tier like we're a very very small podcast but like compared to our other episodes they're good like they're good numbers um interesting so i don't know what okay. that means maybe the people just people don't yeah maybe they don't like the regular 
<laughs> they don't give a rats about what the things that we give rats about. No, they don't give a rats about it. Uh, nonetheless, if you're listening, thanks for listening. Reach out, blah, blah, blah. Regular episodes on Mondays. Uh, we got good ones coming up. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's, it is going to be good. It is going to be good. Uh, so this is where I'm going to put the clap and we're going to go out of the episode. It's going to happen in three, two, one. Thank you for listening, DNN. To find out more, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.